Welcome, welcome to the pre-launch sneak peek of the Entrepreneurist Perspective Podcast. Very happy to have you here. This one is for you, so let's get into it. I am super excited to do this. I could say this has been a dream of mine that I've pursued for the past year or so, and I realized that I have some useful background to contribute, so might as well give it a shot. I'm finally making it happen. Before I continue, I will say that this is unusual for me to do, and it's even tougher to not sound like a telemarketer when recording this. Just know that this is my first time, and I will get better with practice. <laughs> if it wasn't clear before, the purpose of the podcast is to begin a conversation about various entrepreneurship-related topics, and to help generate ideas on how to grow, develop, and improve the startup experience for anyone owning a startup, and hopefully propel the individuals who wish to have a startup to finally take action and launch it. Before we get into it, though, I'd just like to give you a little context about why I am doing this. I should start by saying that you can read more about me and the podcast show on the Entrepreneur's Perspective website, and all the references that I'll be using are available in the show notes, published on the site as well. And I'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. But I think you might be curious, why should you even listen to what I have to say? And my answer is, you don't necessarily have to. You can just get your own education in business or entrepreneurship related topics. And of course, you can follow more recognizable and credible names out there to help in guiding you with your choices, decisions and opinions. Having said that, I think with my background and current pursuits, I could provide some constructive insights and critical reflections on various subjects that you might be curious about and hopefully become one more reason for you to keep pursuing business and or start one yourself. Just to give you a quick glimpse into my academic and professional past, I hold two business degrees, a bachelor's in business administration and a master's in strategic entrepreneurship. Furthermore, I've had experience with managing a family-owned business and currently I'm working with a startup myself. So I think that I can contribute some engaging insights into the world of entrepreneurship. Additionally, I come from a entrepreneurial family and while I might not have the 10 years of experience yet, and I wasn't a straight A student in my time, my educational degrees have trained me to properly research and constructively analyze material on the subject of business development and maintenance. And my intention is to use as much research-based data plus information acquired from the interviews and my own experience to support my interpretations of claims and takeaways from various sources that I'll be using as the base of this podcast. Feel free to contribute constructive criticism to help expand and correct my findings, as I am always open for input. And I hope that this podcast can really benefit the listener. Though, as a listener, I wouldn't take the podcast show super duper seriously, because while I can provide some credible data to support my own interpretations, I also intend to entertain and create a community which potentially could provide support for the future of entrepreneurship. Furthermore, the insights I'll be sharing is not a surefire, one-size-fits-all kind of information that will bring you entrepreneurial success. Definitely not. We are here to extract some interesting and useful 
useful insights from female-led SMEs and hopefully expand our pool of opportunities when working with startups. Now, I'm not going to lie. I can be very out there sometimes and I love to talk, but I'm definitely transparent about my intentions and I'm doing this also because I want to have the chance to document my research and share it with anyone interested in the subject. And I chose the platform of podcasting because I feel it is the most complementary to my set of skills. I'd also say that I will be doing this the way I know how to do this and hopefully grow with time and new accumulated experiences. And like I mentioned before, I'm open to input that can help the conversation development and steer this project in a direction that can be supportive and helpful to the listener and the startup community. And now, without further ado, let's begin this. And I hope you like it. So why do we even need to talk more about women entrepreneurs? Well, there is no one answer to that. I want to make it very clear right now. I'm not promoting a gender-based war between the sexes in business, not at all. I am not intending to prove or deny one gender's superiority over the other. In fact, it is my personal belief that women and men need each other in general for our species to survive. And I also think that we are very complementary to one another and we do our best when we work together. In fact, I can reference some research done at Mm, give me the strength to pronounce this right. Pirelman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania on the differences on how male and female brain regions connect, where the study found, and I quote, the author found greater neural connectivity from front to back and within one hemisphere in males, suggesting their brains are structured to facilitate connectivity between perception and coordinated action. In contrast, in females, the wiring goes between the left and right hemispheres, suggesting that they facilitate communication between the analytical and intuition. The implication is that men could be wired to take action generally, while women may tend to be better suited to carefully analyze a problem. This can be a whole episode on its own in context of entrepreneurship. This can set a justified precedent for why we can learn from each other and why we can be helpful to one another in business and many other aspects in life. So buckle up because we have a long trail to blaze. I would like to highlight that historically, women haven't been in business as long as men have. And the mainstream isn't too filled with different glorified business success stories that would associate women and entrepreneurship as a short thing just yet. In fact, while some cultures today have taken feminism way out of proportion in the western part of the world, there are some cultures that still oppress women in venture pursuit of their interest. I personally have communicated with women from these oppressing cultures that can enact a public humiliation or death even as a form of punishment for women wanting to go into business if it displeases their husbands or fathers, which in my opinion is beyond horrendous and shouldn't be a norm whatsoever in any country of the 21st century world. While there is not much that I can do about that now, I feel we need to promote more women in business and talk more about how female-led successful ventures receive their glory today. And not just stop there, 
We also need to talk about smaller businesses on the rise that were launched by women, because while this can borderline as a gender issue, I'd like for women and men alike to learn from these stories and employ a wider range of knowledge to help their companies grow. Because while some things statistically are more likely to come easier to men, others come easier to women. And by getting educated on these differences, we might find takeaways that will help entrepreneurship across borders to develop and grow in general, effectively supporting wealth creation in as many world economies as possible. And then another angle on this matter comes from me stumbling on articles titled Companies You Probably Didn't Know Were Founded by Women, or 10 Huge Companies You Didn't Know Were Started by Women, or even $10 billion businesses you didn't know were started by women. The fact that it isn't as discussed, celebrated, praised, or generally recognized when women have built not only million but billions worth of giants, in my opinion, calls for some attention to recognize and celebrate these founders and co-founders. For example, did you know that the infamous dating app Tinder was co-founded by, hopefully I can pronounce this correctly, Whitney Wolf Heard, who then left the company only to launch another dating app you might have heard called Bumble, which by the way reached 10 million users in 2020, covering 150 countries, generating $240 million in revenue for the year 2019. And if that's not enough, the estimated Bumble value grew from 1 billion in 2017 to 8 freaking billion in 2020. Oh, and I'd like to bring to your attention that on Thursday, February 11th, 2021, Whitney made history. As the youngest self-made female billionaire, with her current stake in the company being worth almost 1.6 billion US dollars as a result of her IPO debut. I mean, bam! And if you're asking what an IPO is, it stands for Initial Public Offering. Basically, it's when a company is quoted on a stock market, aka going public, in an effort to raise external capital. Talk about showing them how it's done. I mean, (laughs) there are many more stories like these that need to be heard and discussed in as much detail as we can get our curious mind, eyes, and hands on. Now... There is one more angle that I'd like to discuss from mainstream media. You might have heard of TV shows called The Shark Tank, Lion's Den, Dragon's Den, or Money Tigers, amongst few others that are reality TV shows focusing on businesses seeking investments. Interesting fact that the very first show called Money Tigers originated in Japan more than a decade ago, setting the stage for the compelling TV shows of this nature we watch today across the world. Now, the reason why I am mentioning it as an angle for the material that I'm planning to reflect upon is because there was an article I came across a while ago that made me think that my prior research has justifications in the practical world as well, and so is worthy of further discussion. So I personally watch Shark Tank from time to time, and the venture capitalists on the show, in my opinion, have some credibility to them, definitely. I will not speak on all the flaws they carry with 
with their personal brands and the shows themselves. But I will speak on the fact that the investors offering financial support do have insights into the world of entrepreneurship, as many of them are self-made. And some even overcame the odds against them, which also adds another layer of respect to these people, despite their controversies that I disagree with. So, in 2018, Kevin O'Leary, the notorious Mr. Wonderful, spoke with CNBC Make It and beautifully explained how it is that women-run businesses make him the most money. Discussing elements like quality time management skills, especially of women who are mothers who learn how to prioritize their time in a way that benefits the smaller companies they manage and their personal lives. Then there is the setting of realistic goals, which he illustrated by referencing how women in his portfolio meet 95% of their sales goals and men meet 65. That's 30% difference. And I quote, you don't have to reach for the stars. You want to win 95% of the time. That's the secret sauce. And finally, he mentioned the listening of critique, which is an essential skill as a startup owner. I definitely can confirm that the best insights you can really get as a startup owner are your customers, employees, and shareholders. And I quote, women are very good at listening, assimilating, and redirecting. And that's how you make it in business. Compelled by the information presented in the article, I will admit to feeling a sense of pride for my sisters out there. And I will admit that I had the satisfying ha in your face moment directed mostly at the misogynistic individuals that I have had the misfortune of encountering in the past. So no offense to anyone. Now, having said that, the whole experience sparked more curiosity to really get deep in exploration of the story behind such outcomes, which also, I will admit, prompted me to finally choose my master's thesis topic. And I have to say that without that revelation, I wouldn't have had this podcast idea to work with now, and I can't tell you enough how beyond thankful for it I am. Here, I'd also like to add the fact that big part of the podcast will be to take the material available in the different TV shows, books, movies, or any general documentation of entrepreneurial and business success stories, and extract some takeaways and critically reflect on their implications. But before I move on from this point, though, I'd like to mention that the three insights mentioned prior are potential basis for future episodes as well. And I guess it's important to remind you, dear listener, that we are talking SMEs here, small and medium-sized enterprises. We will talk bigger corporation C-level badassness for inspiration later on in the show episodes as well. But my focus is really on the startups for now. I mean... I can give a quick and a short reflection on another article that gives more reasoning why it is worth looking into women as recognizable leaders and entrepreneurs in a more general sense. An article posted in CNN Business in 2018 reflected on a study from S&P Global Market Intelligence, how the public companies with women CEOs and CFOs often were more profitable and produced better stock price performance than many of of the companies that had appointed men to those roles. The index in question for analysis was Russell 3000, which measures 3000 publicly held companies incorporated in the United States of America, which is about 98% of the American public equity market. 
Some of the impressive results that the 17-year-long study identified were the following. For example, two years after appointing a female CEO, companies were perceived by the investors not only as less risky, but also saw improved momentum in their stock prices. Thus, the companies were perceived as more profitable. Then there was a finding that the women CFOs companies during their tenures generated a combined $1.8 trillion more in gross profits than their sector averages. Also, the study found firms with high gender diversity on their boards were more profitable than those with low gender diversity. I mean, of course, every study has limitations. However, I will highlight one more finding that I think women underutilize even today. Also, I'll say that this really depends on the culture, because while in the US that might be the case, for example, in Denmark or Iceland, that generally might not be the case. It's also a matter of cultural context. Point of interest that I would like to highlight from the study is the fact that women tend to be held to a higher standard. By that, the research suggests, and I quote, boards hire men much more frequently, even though some of the men they appoint aren't necessarily as qualified as some women candidates. Being more selective with female appointees means that the board of directors may pass over a more qualified female in favor of a less qualified male. And I end the quote here. What's rather interesting about this particular conclusion is that in my academical research, I have come across similar musings by the women I interviewed. Women get overlooked for their qualifications because of the outdated prejudices by the management team who are creating the company policies. So unfortunately, it still is a gender race and that's why this podcast could be useful in this world where women still get overlooked from time to time. We'll have no need for this anymore once the opportunities for women will be equivalent with the opportunities for men all across the world. I will disclaim right now though, this is not about glorifying the equal rights to a ridiculous extreme. This is about giving everyone the same opportunities in the business world based on objective reflections of talent pool to help businesses thrive. Now, I realize that this wasn't the extensive analytical in-depth research on the subject that you might have expected, but for this episode, my goal was to illustrate some general guidelines and establish a rough value proposition of the Entrepreneur's Perspective podcast. Like any other episode, this one also is to start a conversation that can hopefully lead to change. Let's face it, men have it going on in business. No doubt about that. And women also need that, you know. Women need the recognition that they deserve. And this is what I will try to do. Promote more of the stories that the world needs to hear. I will tap into the academic material, mainstream media, personal insights, and other different sources of information that can contribute to a progressive discussion on the subject of entrepreneurship. There are a lot of interesting insights that I think everyone in business can learn from male and female-led companies. My intention is to make sure that we hear as many insights from female-led SMEs as I can get my hands on. And before we close this episode up, I would like to outline one more aspect about the format of the podcast episodes. For now, at the end of each episode, I will pose the same two questions. 
why start your own company and why keep pursuing your startup and provide you with a perspective to consider based on the material discussed in the respective episode. These two are for you, dear listener. If you are thinking of starting a company, but you have doubts and reservations about if you should even or how should you go about it, I hope the insights I will share with you on the show will propel you to take that final action into going for it and lift your sense of possibility up. Because we need more entrepreneurs in the world, as it definitely can help with leaving the world a better place than we found it. So if, like me, you'd like to help the world, of course, there are many ways how to help the world. But if you're thinking business is something you feel passionate about, get into entrepreneurship. Furthermore, for those of you who have a business, this is also for you as a reminder why you should keep going, why it is a good idea, why what you are doing is necessary, especially if you are newly fresh in it. I'm talking one to three years and you are considering or have considered quitting and that you should keep going. So yeah, let's start with these already here and now. First, why start your own company? Because starting your own business has the potential of giving you a sense of freedom like you have never experienced before. Second, why keep pursuing your startup? Because there is a reason why you began this in the first place. Be sure to revisit it on a monthly basis. Of course, there are many reasons for not getting into entrepreneurship. But here at Entrepreneur's Perspective Podcast, we'd like to keep our focus on possibilities and opportunities and try to beat that inattentional blindness because baby, the world is big as it is small and it is filled with opportunities as long as you are willing to look, see, take and make something out of them. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for joining in on this absolutely wonderful day, the 8th of March, the International Women's Day. I would hope you'll be back in two weeks to welcome a brand new episode available on platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, amongst others. For more details, check out the website linked in today's episode description. Next time, I'll share an interview with a Danish SME entrepreneur of 15 years, Dore Kildel Johansen, where we are going to talk about her experiences and point of views on business and what it takes to be an, an entrepreneur. Be sure to tune in. It's fun. It's definitely insightful and overall a fantastic conversation. In the meantime, I invite you to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links will be in the episode description as well. With that said, we'll see us in two weeks. And until we connect again.